Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you that you are already here and you have been waiting for such a time as this. We are so honored to be in your presence and to get to worship you together. As yes, the angels are circling your throne, declaring holy, holy, holy as we are. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are present and that you are in me and you have a word for today. And I ask that you would have your way, that you would speak through me and that every heart would be open to you. Every body would be healed and every ear would hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. And we thank you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is a really big weekend because of our wedding anniversary, 35 years. I told him this morning, I said, how funny that, um, gosh, I just remember in the, the Evangel University is where we met in Springfield, Missouri, and they had old army barracks because it used to be a hospital. And so when we were there, they're not there now, it were these long, dark halls with the swinging doors. And I remember just being so in love when we would walk down those halls, and then we'd go over in the corner and sneak a kiss, and then we'd keep going, and then we'd kiss and keep going. I mean, you know, long hallways. You got, you got to do it, right? <laughs> After two weeks of meeting him, he asked me to marry him, and I said yes. Ten months later, we were married. But when you know, you know. When you know, you know. And we knew. So anyway, 35 years. And yesterday, July 29th, 44 years ago, I was raised from the dead. 44 years ago. Yes. We serve a God of miracles. He's constantly doing miracles. Everywhere we go, we see miracles because we're looking in each other's eyes. You're a miracle and I'm a miracle. Life is a miracle. And I love that he says he's no respecter of persons. And so seriously, everywhere we go, as we look and we see, we know, I'm reminded daily that the breath inside of me is his breath. I'm reminded daily that the breath inside of you is his breath. You are a miracle. I don't need these notes, I can tell already. I may flip through some of them, but I already told them, you know, it's so funny when you prepare. Sometimes he will give you something and you're on it. And you're like, here it is. Sometimes he will give you something and you sit down and you're like, no, or you think he has. And you know, no, and literally, I told Pastor Rick, Thursday I'm like, Jesus, hello, hello. And there was one day for eight hours that I sat in front of my computer and I was praying and I would type things out and I would look at it and I'm like, no, I've got to wait. I've got to wait. And that song about waiting on his presence is what it's about. Because you can't get up here and you don't want to ever give something that he hasn't given to you first. I take it so seriously. I don't take it lightly. I say that every day because I want to be reminded of who he is and what he has done. My word today is called the simple gospel. It's called seek him while he may be found. Because life feels like a parable, doesn't it? And sometimes when we read the word of God and we see the parables and we think, what in the world does that mean? And I remember as a little girl reading the word and thinking, I don't know what I just read. I don't know what that means. And sometimes as an adult, 
I sit there and go, I don't know what that means. Or I know there's more to this. Holy Spirit, come. And eventually something happens or a revelation pops off. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I understand. But Jesus spoke in parables because he wanted people to seek him while he could be found. He spoke in parables not to be mean, not to confuse people, yes, but not the enemy's way of confusion. But he spoke in parables so they would say, I don't know what he says, but I feel something when I'm around him and I need to know. And they would chase after him, a hot pursuit after the Lord because he leaves the one always and goes after us when we've walked away or we don't know him yet. In Matthew 13, it says this. This is an explanation of parables. Thursday morning, when I sat before the computer, I said, can you talk to me? Can you tell me? And he goes, go to Matthew 13. And I said, okay. And this is what it says. And the disciples came up and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus answered them, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been granted. Now I'm going to stop there. Again, he was not being mean. He wanted them that did not know him and those that did but pretended to seek after him so he could be found. He does not want one lost. For whoever has to him more shall be given and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have even what he has shall be taken away. And we're seeing that in today's world today. Because so many people think they have, but they don't have Jesus. And all of a sudden, it's taken away. And we see hearts waxing cold like never before. We see the hurt in the world like never before. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because while seeing, they do not see. And while hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Hebrews 11:6 6 says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I say this scripture all the time because I need to know in this world through good times and bad that as I continue to seek after him and I find him, there's a reward. And it's not always the kind of reward that you think. When I seek after him and a reward comes, and I will share in a little bit, it can look like how the body of Christ comes together. Because what I don't know is that person over there has been praying for something for a long time. And they have planted seeds. But I'm seeking the Lord while he may be found. And I'm praying and I walk along the sidewalk and I see someone. And God says, speak to them now. And I speak to them. And the next thing I know, that person over there, whether I ever talk to him or not until heaven, goes, oh my gosh. My son just came back to Jesus. My daughter just came home. We were delivered from drugs. My marriage was just healed. My body was healed. I was in grief because I lost a loved one, but I feel joy again. Do you understand that rewards come in different ways? Salvation, salvation, salvation. He told me one time, Steph, if you are for salvations, you'll never lack. Because you're for me. I don't want my sheep 
to miss out on me. Seek him while you may be found. This scripture also shakes me to the core because there was one moment where I was sitting in a coffee shop talking to a woman. And I look over and I recognized a man that Dave and I had known. And I knew something was up, but I didn't know what. But I heard loud and clear, go tell him, seek me while I may be found. That it's very important that he seeks me while he can find me. And I was shaking because that is a hard word to give sometimes. It sounds like it, but it's not. It's the love of Jesus that doesn't want one to perish. Oh my goodness, if we could turn it around and see like, God's not mad at me. He's not angry. He's pursuing me because he doesn't want to lose me. He paid the price. So I went over and I told him that. And he received it. He nodded his head. He said, thank you. I got word down the road that he lost his life. So to me, seek the Lord while he may be found means another person is in heaven. So when we walk through those gates, I'll say, I know you, and I know you, and I know you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. It is the simple gospel. But it saves your life, and it saves your family's life, and it saves those that you're sitting next to and the ones that you meet on the street. Isaiah 55. Here we go. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. And that actually means now is the time to seek him without delay and urgency. Let the wicked and their ways banish the very thought of doing wrong. When you seek him, you won't want to be stuck in wickedness. Do you understand? It will actually change your mind and change your heart. And you'll think to yourself, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be in that spot anymore. I don't want my family member to be in that. I don't want that stranger to be broken like that. I'm going to read it again. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Forgive generously is repentance. It's a promise of abundant pardon. Generously given to remove our sins as if it never happened. That is a mic drop. As if it never happened. I'll drop my chapstick. <laughs> as if it never happened. And as I was praying, I could see many inside their mind without saying a word, saying, oh, but you don't know what I did. Oh, but you don't know what was done to me. Oh, but you don't know. And do you know what he said? Just tell them, forgive them and forgive themselves. And then tell me, I repent and it is no more. But one thing I noticed when I read the scriptures and he healed people, he said, your faith has made you whole. And sometimes he would say, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. See, you are as saved as you are healed. You are healed as you are saved. And when you seek him while he may be found, you will understand that. There's no difference. But when he tells you to go and sin no more, you see, when we get delivered of things, like I was delivered of fear, I was delivered of my past, 
But if I run back into slavery, it says that seven more will come and join and the torment will be worse. Because when you get delivered of something, your house is clean and you must seek him while he may be found by reading the word of God, by worshiping him, by praying in English and praying in the spirit, by letting the joy of the Lord take over you, by letting righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost be your mantra, by saying, Jesus, I seek you and seek you alone, that when nobody is watching me, I'm seeking you. While nobody is watching me, I'm in the secret place of my car, the secret place of my home, the secret place of singing and worshiping and dancing like just only you are watching. Seek him while you may be found. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Anything we can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts, your thoughts. Every day, I try to remember to say, I want your thoughts and ways. Let them be mine. I want the mind of Christ. Your thoughts and ways, because they're higher. I don't want to think what I've been thinking. I don't want to wake up with that thought. I don't want to feel that way. Have you ever woke up and you're like, what in the world? I either don't want to get out of bed, I feel like crying, or what am I mad about? I don't know. I feel irritable. And it can't always be hormones, okay? We can't blame it on that, all right? This is real life. Jesus, I need your thoughts and ways. Jesus, I will seek you while you can be found without delay and urgency. Seek means to attempt or desire to obtain or achieve something, ask for something from someone, attempt to find something, pray. It's a relationship. It's a pursuit you search for. Oh my goodness. You know, there's so many times during a worship set or a time when I'm just alone with him that the presence of God will come so strongly. And I will see myself in the lineup of the people watching Jesus carry the cross. And I can see him bleeding, beaten beyond recognition, and I can hardly stand looking at it because I know the price he paid, but I don't. And as I'm looking through the crowd, I can't help myself because he loves us so much that I take off running and I move through, and the next thing I know, my arms are around his waist, and my ear is on his chest, and I can hear his wild heartbeat as the blood drips down, and I'm like, this is for me, and this is for you, and this is for my family, and these are for those that don't know you. And I'm hanging on for dear life, but he has to keep moving because he said yes. If you seek him while he may be found in your darkest moment, when you think you can't go anymore, he will bring people to come alongside of you. He will open your eyes to the truth and you will know the perfect love of Jesus that removes all torment and fear and anxiety and your past. Cling to him because he's there for you. He paid the price. We don't take it lightly. You know... I, I, I keep hearing Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Now, I grew up hearing Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And I remember as a little girl, man, he could come tonight. He could come tonight. I better say, God, forgive me right before I die or right before he comes. 
I did. I thought that all the time until I died. I didn't have time to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I didn't know that I was dead until I came back. I knew I was in heaven, and I knew I was in the presence of God. I knew that something was shifting in the atmosphere. I knew that I was safe. I knew that I was loved. I knew there was no fear. I knew that even though Satan fought for my life, that he couldn't have me. We have to seek the Lord right now while he can be found because he loves us so much. That puts the fear of God in me, not the fear of man, not the kind of fear that torments you, but the fear that gives a reverence and a dread that if I don't seek him and know him, that he won't know me. Because one day when we meet him face to face, it's real. I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I know you messed up here, and I know that happened, and I know that happened, but come on in, because my blood paid the price. You sought me through the hard times. You sought me when you were so broken. You sought me when you were abused. You sought me. And there are times I shared recently where I was like, Lord, a few months ago, where are you? I'm seeking you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what to do. Hello? But you get up, and you pray, and you read, and I'm like, wow, okay. And I literally went to the wall, and I beat on it. I said, this is what it feels like. What have I done? What can I do? And I just kept seeking because I didn't hear anything. But you know what? I didn't need to. I went up into my room. I turned on some music, and I said, that's it. That's it. And I got on my face, and for two hours, I sought him so I could find him. He was always there. He was always there. But he needed my attention in a different way for a different season and a different time. Because I couldn't stay where I was. It was time to move. It was time to do what he's asking me to do. And as I did, the floodgates broke and the living water was alive again. It was always there. But I need to seek him again while he could be found. Heaven's time is different. Heaven's time is different because when I died and I drowned and I went on the bottom of the pool and I walked up the stairs and I went up to heaven, I was placed in his hands and I heard Satan fighting for me. And then he said, it's not your time yet. And he sent me back. I was in my body, in the hospital room. I opened my eyes when my daddy yelled my name, Stephanie. I said, hi, daddy. I see everybody crying, and I think, what in the world are they sad for? What's going on here? But you see, heaven's time was like that. It was a twinkling of an eye. It happened like that. I'm there like that. But down here, where is she? Where's Steph? We don't know. We'll go search for her. Let's look around the pool area. Let's go everywhere. Wait, maybe she's on the bottom of the pool. Let's go down on the bottom of the pool and see. Wait, I've been watching. What's going on? I heard you call her name. She didn't answer. A young man overhearing, he goes down. They pull my body out. They try to give me mouth to mouth. Do you understand the time difference? My parents get a phone call. They call people because they don't have GPS in the phone we have. They had to call. 
Hey, pastors, pray. Hey, best friends, pray. We're getting on the road, 30-ish minute drive. Where are we going? I don't know the hospital. Where's the hospital at in this little town? I don't know. Do you understand? In a snap of a finger, we will be with him. In this world, we think, why are you taking so long? Where are you? It's like a parable. I don't understand. But you have to step back and seek him while he may be found. Whether you understand or not, whether you have the answer to every question or not. And I'll tell you this. I had a list of questions. I still do. But I can tell you this. When I went to heaven, I didn't care. It did not matter. There's no darkness. There's no sin. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no disease. There's no heartbreak. There's Jesus. And there's the throne room of heaven. And there's joy unspeakable, full of his glory. Kingdom living. But we can have that here on earth in spite of a fallen world if we seek him while he may be found. I remember growing up and still to this day walking in a store to buy milk and eggs and meat and cheese. And I remember as a little kid asking for a gumball or candy bar. You know, just an innocent, innocence, innocent time. But now you can walk into a store to buy drugs and drugs alone. To numb your heart and numb your mind where you're not seeking anything, but it will seek you. It will seek you until you don't have any hope left. Your heart fails you and you think, I don't believe in anything. I don't love anything because nobody loves me and I'm done. And if that's you today or you know of somebody in that situation, I do. Jesus, we just pray right now that the spirit of addiction and hopelessness and suicide is broken off of anybody in this room, anybody listening, or any family member or anybody we walk by. Just as Pastor Aaron said, we walk by and we carry the presence of God, and I ask that they are delivered and set free in Jesus' name. For such a time as this, we're seeking you, Lord, so you can be found. Because as we pray, someone else can answer that prayer. As they pray, we can be the ones to answer that prayer for you, Jesus, and we give you glory. That's why we seek you, so you can be found. say that. <laughs> he doesn't want me to. It's okay. Hebrews 13:8, one of my most favorite scriptures imprinted on my heart. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we seek him while he may be found, you're going to hear that phrase over and over and over and over again. He will be the sustainer of our life in our world because why things are rocking why we think should I jump out of the ship or not how do I do this what's gonna happen what is our world gonna do what is our politics gonna do what am I gonna do what is my family gonna be like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever I had three dreams last week and I didn't share one of them but I, I feel like I'm supposed to share that instead of that I was in water I was standing on a rock that was so tall, I felt like I could touch the sky. Then there was a man standing on the shore. He's a spiritual father of mine, and he represented the Lord. 
I could hear his voice. And he said, look to the right. And as I did, I saw crocodiles. And they blended in with the water. And as they came, there was a leader, and there were ones following. And it came around, and it was looking up at me. And I'm like, no. And he said, here. And I looked over, and he threw a giant stuffed crocodile. And he said, take it. And I did. He said, put the tail in the water and fish. And I said, okay. So I did that. And that crocodile grabbed on and he said, now get rid of it. And I flung it. And all the ones that were following left with it. But you see, when you seek him, you will find him. And even though those crocodiles blended in, so they would look like a friend. It would look like something you wouldn't even see coming upon you. You would know it. You would be caught unaware and off guard. But God, our good shepherd, sent his son. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And when we seek him, we will find him. And he will let us know. And it's silly because really it was that easy. A stuffed crocodile. It was fake. But it caused the enemy to be confused and I sent him back to his camp. When you seek him, you will find him and he will have you. I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again. Me and my friend in junior high were walking to church. We were leaving her house and it was quite a walk. And along the walk, there was um, a park on one side, which we knew, don't go to that park. Things are no good there. And on the other side was a school. It was a Sunday evening, and so the school was closed. Nobody was there. And as we were walking, paying no attention, a group of guys came up in a vehicle right up next to the curb, and they began to harass us and try to get us in the car. We had been seeking the Lord and studying in Matthew. And I remember going, I could see out of the corner of my eye where I was on the sidewalk. And I said to her, on the count of three, we're going to run and we're going to pray. And we began to run and we began to declare the scriptures and we began to pray in the spirit. And we had just studied in Matthew 28 where it says that he will be with us even in unto the end of the age. And as we began to run, we ended up in a neighborhood. And we kept going, just walking really fast. They continued to do that. But a lady came out. I didn't see her come out of the house. She was on a sidewalk that intersected with us. And we slowed down. And when we got to her, she said, what are you girls doing? And we said, well, we're going to our church for youth group. But these guys were following us. And they started harassing us. And we're scared. And when we pointed, they took off. And she said, I'm going to walk with you for a little bit. And as we continued to walk, she said she was proud of us for going to church. But then she began to say, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. I'll never forget. Jesus is coming soon. In between our sentences of junior high talk. And all of a sudden she said, you girls are going to be okay now. And it's time for me to go. And she walked across the street diagonally up to an old Cadillac. She got in and she was gone. And I remember saying, she's gone. 
And her saying, she's gone, but I never forgot. Jesus is coming soon. Because that was the last thing she said. Don't forget, Jesus is coming soon. In Matthew 28, 16 through 20. See, when you seek to find him, there's a great commission. It is destiny for every single person. Whether you're in the marketplace, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're in between jobs, whether you're a banker like my hubby, whether you're in the pulpit, it doesn't really matter. A teacher, a nurse, clean houses, it doesn't matter. There's a great commission. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountains, where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. Seek him while he may be found. Because in that moment, there were some that were doubting. Jesus, you know, I'm going to stop right there. Sometimes I've been there. We've all had miracles. And we know when Jesus gave the fish and the loaves, and then the next scene, they forgot and they were afraid. That happens. Don't beat yourself up. Stop right there if you're in doubt and say, I take authority over that. You cannot be in my life. I'm not going to stay in that fear and that doubt. Be gone in Jesus' name. I have the mind of Christ. His thoughts and ways are higher. I take those on. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority. You and I have been given authority. That's destiny. All authority. All authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, even to the very end of the age. I knew that part. I knew authority, and I knew that part. And that's what we prayed while we ran. And he came and sent an angel that said, Jesus is coming soon. We don't want to forget that. We don't want to forget seeking him. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. He's always there. Psalms 103.20, praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. When we seek him and we find him, we receive help in so many different ways. Far beyond anything we can imagine. I think of Daniel. I love Daniel in the Bible. He was a man of great wisdom. He was honored. But people came in to tear him down. And there was an edict sent out that said anybody in the next 30 days that prays or worships anybody other than our king is going to be put in a lion's den. In today's world, sometimes we feel like we've been put in a den. But you see, Daniel sought the Lord while he may be found. And sometimes the word of God isn't right in front of you. Sometimes running on a sidewalk, you don't have a Bible or a phone to whip out and go, where's that verse I need to quote? You've got to seek him right now so the answers are there when you need them. 
He is a faithful God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But speaking the word causes angel armies to show up on assignment because they beckon to his word and they do his will. Speaking his word is alive and active and it will come alive in you and give you boldness for this day and age because the righteous are as bold as a lion. Daniel prayed three times a day. He went up into his upper room. The windows were open. He could see Jerusalem. The heavens were open. And he prayed. The men in authority came and they saw him praying. And they took him and they said, he's doing what your edict said not to. We know this story, but maybe some of you don't. And that's okay. It's in Daniel 6. But what I love is when they threw him in the pit and they put a stone over the top. We know of another stone that was put over a grave, but we know that it was rolled away and there was life and life more abundantly. Daniel had sought the Lord. And when that happened, the lion's mouths were shut. The Lord sent his angels to shut the mouths. They could not touch him. The next morning as the king came and he yelled down to Daniel, Hey, Daniel, did your God save you? Daniel got to say, yes. An angel came and shut the mouths. And as they brought him out, that king declared Daniel's God as God over all. If we seek him while we may be found, regardless of what is going on in your life, God is faithful to take everything that is going on and turn it around for good. 35 years, our three sons have watched us go through good and bad, have watched us forgive and be forgiven, have watched us hurt and hurt one another, have watched us laugh until we couldn't laugh anymore. They've seen the good, bad, and the ugly. But if you continue to seek the Lord in those moments, the reward of diligently seeking Him will pay off. Because where you lack, he fills in. Where you lack, he fills in. We don't have to worry about that. Where we've messed up, when you seek him, those sing, our boys sing, serve the Lord today because of that, not because of who we are, not because we've done anything perfect, because of the God we serve. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. April 17th, several years ago, I'll never forget because we had a landline and I had my little flip phone sitting next to it. And I was cleaning my house and the landline, I kept thinking, I'm gonna go call my friend, it's her birthday. And every time I'd go to the phone, he'd say, don't pick up the phone, don't get on the phone. I'm like, okay, why? It's her birthday. He didn't give me an answer. So I continue to, by now, I have swept the floor, now I'm mopping it, and I'm looking at the phone, he's like, no, no. And then it rang, and I was like, oh, telemarketer, nope. And he goes, pick up the phone. And I'm like, in my head, what? And he goes, pick up the phone, urgent, urgent. So I pick up the phone, I'm like, hello? And it was this guy, and he gives me a spiel. And I'm like, okay, and I said, well, listen, um, I don't do any business over the phone, but thank you. And he goes, you know, people just don't have integrity these days. They're just so mean. They're so mean when I call and I'm like, 
wasn't mean to you. And he goes, no, you weren't, but people are mean all the time and they don't have integrity. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, ask him if he has integrity. And I said, well, I have a question for you. Do you have integrity? Are you walking in integrity? And as soon as I said it, I saw a woman, a grandma on her knees in her room praying for that boy. And I said, by the way, I see your grandma in her room praying for you. And she has prayed for quite a long time. And I said, I know you're married, but you're about to make a decision that is gonna change your life. It's gonna ruin your future and it's gonna ruin your home. Do you have integrity? And he hung up and I was like, is somebody watching me? Is this like a movie? Like it felt like that. And I was like, okay, I was just shaking. And I was like, okay. And then the phone rang and I went, it's the same number. He goes, pick it up. I'm like, hello? And he goes, who are you? He goes, how did you know that? And I said, listen, Jesus believes in you. So I believe in you. And he knew, and he knew you were gonna call today. He wouldn't let me on the phone until you called. And he goes, We're only allotted a certain amount of time. And if I don't make a sale, we have to hang up. He said, but I had to call you back and say, because of this phone call, I'm not gonna do what I was gonna do. And I'm gonna have integrity and I'm not gonna ruin my family and my life. And he said, yes. He said, nobody has ever told me before that they believed in me until today. And I said, I believe in you because Jesus believes in you. And he said, I'm not gonna make that mistake. And he said, thank you. And he goes, by the way, that is my grandma. She's prayed a long time. And I said, thank you for letting me know. And the phone hung up. You see, when we seek him while he may be found, we don't always understand what's going on. The world around us can be chaos or it can be beautiful. We get both in this crazy world. But what we do get when we seek Him to find Him are the answers that we don't understand, the answers that come in different ways. I I don't know why for a while I felt like I was hitting a wall and heard nothing. But what I do know that when He knows me and I know Him, that when you're praying, I might be able to be the one that waters and sees it. Or when I'm praying, you might be the one or when we're out on the streets, there are people waiting, or maybe you're the one sitting here today saying, I am screaming so loud inside of my heart. Does somebody see me? Does somebody know me? And maybe you've asked for prayer. Can I say ask again? Ask again. There are times where I need it every day, every day. But I've learned that I'm not a victim, I'm victorious but I need the body of Christ and what we carry. That's why I'm here today, because the body of Christ prayed on July 29th. That's why you're here today, because people have prayed. You're sitting here because you're a miracle. And maybe you don't know Jesus today. Maybe the Jesus that I'm talking about, that I'm saying, seek him while he may be found, you've never heard of, or maybe you've heard of him and you've thought to yourself, he's so far from me. I don't know that I could ever touch him again. And he's saying, oh yes, you can. I'm right here. 
because you feel it in your heart. I feel it in my heart. But I'm going to extend an opportunity to you. If you have not asked Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior, so when He walks by you, you recognize Him. Your heart doesn't just burn and He passes by, but you recognize Him and He recognizes you. And He says, Come, my daughter. Come, my son. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you first. It says in the word in 2 Corinthians 5:17, therefore if anybody is in Christ, that means joined by faith, taking him as your savior. He is a new creature. That means reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, all the old moral and spiritual condition of the things in your life and in your heart will pass away. And it says behold all things become new. You will wake up in your heart. And if that's you here today, I want you just to raise your hand. I've done that. It takes a bold step, and that's okay. But I want you just to raise your hand if you're online watching and that's you, let us know. Is there anybody here today? Heavenly Father, I trust that everybody here knows you. And if they don't, I'm asking that they would have the boldness to reach out to someone and say, I was too afraid, but now I say yes. I ask that you would bless every family here, that they would have a burning desire to seek you while you may be found, and that your perfect love would overflow. In Jesus' name. Amen.